In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. Hope everybody's having a beautiful day. I wanted us to talk to you today about changing the way in which you see the world. It's super easy for all of us to get caught up in the monotony from day to day. It's super easy to let the worries of the world land on your shoulders and weigh you down. However, If you just take a few moments and try to snap yourself out of any kind of funk that you have. If you can just roll out of bed, dust the dirt off your shoulders, look at your wife or your husband and your kids. And, you know, just realize how beautiful the world is. Sometimes you get to go out and be all by yourself and just see the beauty of the world for the way that it is. And if you can do that, if you can go out regardless of what's happened in your life and just sit somewhere peaceful and admire the beauty around you I think it can fundamentally transform your life all of a sudden the fog the weight on the shoulders everything just begins to burn off like a morning fog and you start to see things clearly you start to realize all these little problems that you had aren't really problems at all they're just more like a nuisance and they don't really matter what really matters is you robbing yourself of the pleasure of enjoying the world around you. And I think there's a lot of money. I think there's a lot of attention. I think there's a lot of effort put into grabbing your attention away from everything that is important. In a weird sort of way, in the commodified world in which we live, money is spent on you on getting your attention to experience a synthetic version of a free reality. They want you to pay for a synthetic version when you can get the real thing for free. It's kind of an interesting concept to think about. And once you begin to think about it, something strange will begin to happen. 
you'll realize that so much around you, so much of what you see, so much of what you pay attention to, so much of what you focus on is irrelevant. It's a lie. It's plastic. And when you begin thinking about that, the next thought should be freedom. And I want to touch on that a little bit. The idea of freedom. The idea that COVID is a virus that brings clarity. I know what you're thinking. There's a lot of focus right now on, oh no, we're all locked up. Oh, we're all cooped up. Oh, the government. Oh, the corporations. And that's all true. But what if this is what freedom looks like? What if there's so much pressure on on the world to divide it right now because the people in charge are losing their ability to govern? Because the people are understanding that those who are in charge are usually the least among us. People are waking up and saying, have you heard about this term, the great resignation? Do you think that's because of COVID? I think that's because people are fed up around the world. If you remember in 2019, there was a populist uprising around the world. Globalization has failed us. It has failed the majority of people and it has emboldened and made wealthy some of the biggest oligarchs in the world. And they don't want it to stop. They want it to continue. They want to continue the divide. And I think the opposite is happening. I think that too big to fail became build back better. It's the same thing. It's 08, but now it's 2022. And all these corporations, all these governments, all globalization, all the infrastructure they built has failed. Because it was never meant to work. It was meant to extract resources from every single working person on the planet. And it was to funnel it into the hands of the World Economic Forum, the old money families, and the working man who starts a business, the working man who gets up and goes to work every day, the working woman, the working teenagers, you can all be damned. Because the people on the very top are trying to steal everything for themselves. And their time is coming. I think we're at a precipice. I think you're gonna start seeing people stop paying taxes. What's the point? Like, why do we pay any taxes at all? People don't even have food right now. We're paying $300 million to Afghanistan. We print our own money. The Federal Reserve is, it's not federal. Who are these people? You know who they are? These people in the banks are the same money changers that Jesus threw out of the temple. BlackRock, who do you think owns BlackRock? Who do you think owns Wall Street? Why do we pay money to countries like Israel? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we should be paying zero taxes. Zero. Let's look at a structure like Norway or Scandinavia. Okay, these people have, they pay an ab- a ridiculous amount of taxes, like 70%. But you know what? Their taxes go into what they call a sovereign wealth fund. And that sovereign wealth fund is billions and like hundreds of billions of dollars and the government invests that and then the people get a dividend from that. Why don't we get that in our country? Why don't we get a freedom dividend? Why why aren't we investing our taxes and then every single person in our country gets a cut? There's more than enough money to go around. Shit, we, we print money and you and I don't even get a cut. But you know who does get a cut? 
president gets a cut. Every single person in Congress gets a cut. All the people in the boardroom, boards of directors, CEOs, they all get a cut. But not you. Not your kid. Not your grandkid. In fact, they call those entitlements. Hey, you know that Social Security you paid in your whole life? That's an entitlement. But, you know, the Speaker of the House, be it Republican or be it Democrat, they can inside trade on inside information all day long. You know, you have some people that aren't, like, aren't even allowed to bank because they're, they're supposed to be dissidents. People like Julian Assange locked up in prison while people like Jeffrey Epstein can get to roam around. Ghislaine Maxwell, look at this dumb, ridiculous, entitled little bitch. Her whole family should be in prison. That whole family is nothing but dirty, disgusting pedophiles. They should be rounded up and put in a camp. All of them. It's ridiculous and disgusting. But nothing happens to them, right? Only us. Only the people that get up and go to work every day. I'm tired of it. And I hope you are too. I hope you choose to see the world around you right now as a chance for freedom. Can you imagine what would happen if just 6% of us just came out and said, we're not paying taxes anymore. This is bullshit. We're not doing it. We're not getting up and going to work. What if everybody called into work every Friday? What if one day a week no one bought stuff from Amazon? In fact, you know what? Let's do it. Every Friday, guys, call in sick or every Friday, don't buy something from Amazon. Do one of those two things. We could make such an incredible difference if we just stopped seeing each other as color or gender or race or orientation and we saw ourselves as the underclass because we are. You know, some people think that slavery has gone away. If you read books like Steven Pinker's Better Angels of Our Time, look at this retard from Harvard. Oh yeah, life's getting so much better. Is it? Because the last I checked on the global slavery index, there's 146 countries that still have slavery. So I think what that guy's book is saying is it's getting better for him. It's getting better for the elite communist teachers and the elite schools. It's getting better for the politicians. It's getting better for the ultra rich. But I want you to think about this. Look at all these people on TV, be it the movie stars or the, you know, the elite teachers or the elite politicians or the elite climate change dummies. All these people are hardcore criminals, but they're dumb. What kind of a criminal puts their face on TV? What kind of a criminal seeks to go out and tell everybody what they should be doing? If you're a criminal, you should stay in the shadows so you don't get caught. The time is coming. These people's face is all over the television. And I don't want to sound like, this is going to sound crazy, but I had this dream last night. And it was... It was a dream that invoked a feeling of retribution. It was a dream of being on the mountaintop and looking down and seeing the grand picture on a grand scale. And I heard this voice in my dream that was like, they're digging their own grave. We're feeding them the rope. And as, as I looked down from this mountain, I just saw like every famous person, every criminal government and corporate multinational chump. Every CEO, every vice president, every top level executive. 
and they were at this huge party. It must have been like a World Economic Forum, Davos type of thing. And as I was sitting up on this hill, just all by myself, I heard this warm whisper just kind of blow over me and encompass me and almost embrace me. And it was like this sinister laugh, like, they don't understand they're incriminating themselves. They don't understand that the world they think they're building, the prison they think they're building for the people under them is going to be the prison they're building for themselves. And it just, it made me laugh. It made me think. It made me think maybe we should be envisioning society a different way. Let's take for example, like let's look at somebody like Mark Zuckerberg. Here's a guy who's made billions of dollars destroying the privacy of every individual. However, he seeks incredible privacy for himself. He buys up houses around him. He moved to Kauai and bought up so much land there so that he can have his privacy for himself while simultaneously stripping the privacy from every single person. Think about that. How can you live a life where you want something for you but you deny it to everybody else around you? Like, if you just think for a moment about that contradiction, like that guy's life, I would say maybe 15 more years before his wife leaves him and his kids fucking hate him. He's going to be like Bill Gates and the whole world is going to hate him because he's a horrible fucking person. And his, his whole family is going to despise him. That guy's single-handedly ruining the fucking world with all the other oligarchs. And they don't see it, but they will. I want you to think about this. The morality of a civilization is most often dictated by a small group of people that wield power. And those people that wield the power are creating the environment in which people live. Right now, like because they have money, because they have a PR team, they're made to look as if they're doing something great. They're made to look as if they have all this money and wealth and resources and greatness. But I say we should be teaching our kids to look at them like animals. We should be going to their houses and looking at them like they're zoo creatures. We should be in schools. We should be making videos, podcasts, talking about what despicable, disgusting, horrible people they are. They're less than human. These people are the animals that should be rounded up and put in camps. You see, they're not worthy of being around us. The working person, the guy that gets up and goes to work, the woman that gets up and goes to work every day. The guy that gets up and goes to work every day, the woman that gets up and goes to work every day, the kid that goes to school every day, these are the heroes. Let's look at what people like Bezos, let's look at what people like our politicians, let's look at what the so-called elite have done to our world over the last 100 or 200 years since the Industrial Revolution. You know what they've done? They've destroyed the family. It used to be, and if you go to a third world country today or even some place, a lot of places are becoming more like this. Grandparents live with their kids and their kids have kids and they live as a unit so that when grandma and grandpa get old they can take care of the grandkids and mom and dad can take care of the grandparents it's a unit it works well but what do we do what have the elites done since the industrial revolution we've sent grandma and grandpa to rest homes mom and dad get up at five in the morning and leave all day and they drop their kids off at an institution who does that serve you know who that serves? 
That serves a handful of elite, greedy, selfish people that should be locked up and put in prisons. I think that we should be storming Wall Street. I think we should be storming corporations. We should be not like, I don't want this to sound like it's a communist takeover because it's not. But there's no reason we need the corporate structure that we have. We don't need it anymore. It's antiquated. It kicks all the money upstairs. Why is CEO pay 500 times greater than employee pay? There's different ways to run it, and we should be thinking about them now. I'm going to give you one example, and then I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go for today. The corporation today is predicated on shareholder profits. That's it. That's the number one thing. Service is gone. Um, the Having a product that's built to last, you know, that's gone. We now have planned obsolescence. It's all about money for a handful of the people at the top. And that might not be the fault of the people that are trading stocks. I'm not saying they're not guilty. I'm not saying we're not all guilty because all of us are guilty. But the corporate structure has to change. So instead of making all the money for the shareholders, why? how about this? How about if you join a corporation? When you start somewhere, you get the minute you join, you get one share in the company. Okay, This is an idea made by uh, Vera Fakis. The idea is this. You join a corporation, you get one share. Whenever there's a shareholder meeting, there's a ballot of what we're voting on. Are we voting on increasing profits for everybody? Are we voting on executive pay? Are we voting on employee pay? Only the people that have a share in that company get to vote. So if you don't have skin in the game, you got nothing. It takes away the speculators. It takes away the rich old money families. It takes away the money changers like BlackRock and their disgusting families. It gets rid of all those people. It gets rid of the people printing money, gone. And your share in that company is like a library card. If you quit that company, you give your share back. You no longer get to say what happens for the benefit of that company. You, get, you go and work at another company. You get a share in that company. It's something to think about. So that's what I got for today. I love you guys. Thanks for taking time to hang out with me. I'll talk to you soon. Aloha. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. 
Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.